Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday. No, 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 Wednesday. <laughs> gotcha. I, I've got to fix the graphic. As soon as I said it, I was like, that's wrong. Uh, it is Wednesday, May 11th. Shout out Vol Baseball. Shout out Vol Baseball. We're moving the show for them. This is a Vol Baseball podcast, as everyone knows. <laughs> I was already fired up for this episode. Um, you know, after last weekend, little stumble. I know it's baseball. It's a long season. We talked about it on Sunday. You guys talked about it on the bat flip. You still don't want to lose, but you know, it, it comes with it. Good news is, and, and I think Tony Vitello kind of said this after losing to Tennessee Tech, they don't have to sit on it long. They got to, you know, get at Bellarmine um, on Tuesday night. They get another SEC series um, starting on Thursday. So not a lot of time to sleep on it. Not a lot of time to, you know, worry about it or think about it you just you just get to go play baseball so that is kind of the beauty of it um you know those losses don't have to last too long and they did get back to their winning ways on tuesday night um good outing by, by several guys um blake burke um but yeah so it, it's nice in that sense that they get they get to go do that and then also we got jarello ortega on joey from tampa Joey, Joey bombs, Joey doubles, whatever you want to call it. Joey bag of donuts. Joey, <laughs> Joey, Joey bag of doubles. That's what we'll call I can't it. wait to bring um, it up. I can't believe Mose and him doesn't have an NIL deal like that. Yeah, that's we may need to absurd. may need to forge that relationship a little bit. Yeah. Um, try to try to get that moving. But I'm excited to get him on. Um, excited to talk a little <laughs> with him. Um, guy that's had a great year. Uh, and hopefully that continues this week. SEC Player of the Week. Um, not this week, but you get it. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll let that roll over as much as he wants to. It, it, it rains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it's a, it's a fun show. We're going to talk some NIL stuff, of course, with the NCAA being the NCAA and, and we'll get into all of that. And then also talk a little conference scheduling, the ACC. We've been preaching this for a while, how the SEC needs to get a better, like scheduling, get a better schedule for scheduling. Um, you know, you only get to go to A&M every 12 years or to every West team besides Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, only get to go to LSU every 12 years, play them every six years. It's just not a good schedule. Um, and I mean, it, and then you're adding two more teams. So talk about a little bit, talk a little bit about kind of how the leagues um, in FBS and, and Power 5 could look in the next couple of years with ACC maybe uh, being the Trailblazers. Yeah, I think that would be cool to get to, you know, when, when a kid gets there, he plays there four years. He should get to play every conference opponent at least once. 100%. 100%. Agreed. Um, but before we get into all of that, though, we are going to start with the pups from Athens. They come to town. 
They just got knocked out of the 20, top 25, right? They yeah, I think they're week. still ranked in some of them, not ranked. I, I look at D1 baseball. They're not ranked in D1 baseball anymore. They dropped out of that one. Uh, Tennessee's still number one in that one. So I'm going to go off it. Um, I like you know, it. Maybe it doesn't look like the – the you know, if you win that series, it doesn't look as good. But, hey, I, I like that number one by our, our – our name it just it just fits number one tennessee absolutely um it it it's right off the tongue man just right like it feels right volunteers absolutely um or yeah tony you, Vitellas, whatever you want to call fighting them. tony Vitellas. uh you do like i said you welcome georgia in for a home series that starts tomorrow night that's why we're coming at you guys a day early uh, shout out to you guys for coming in and listening a day early shout out to jarell who will be on about 8 30 I'm telling you that so you can come back if you do leave because I know listening to mine and Landon's voice isn't as much fun as listening to to Jarrell's, but um, please stay for the whole thing. But he will be back. He will be in here about eight thirty. So if you if you know if you need to go grab a bite to eat, if you need to go to the bathroom and you you like scrolling through TikTok while you're in the bathroom, by all means, do what Get you got to do. <laughs> yeah, Now's settle in. <laughs> exactly. Um, we are going to preview that Georgia series though. With um, I mean, I do want I do want to mention one thing before. Okay. Before I forget, um, Sean Burroughs, appreciate y'all getting that together. Um, yeah. He's the associate director at Tennessee, so he kind of put all this together where we could get you know, current players on. So uh, congrats to him. He, uh, Him and his wife had dad, a baby, right? baby girl. Yeah. So, Has he been uh, a dad? I said that like I knew this is his first He's day. outnumbered. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> he's definitely outnumbered. So, um, you know – Good for him. Congrats. And, and, you know, really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, even when your wife's kind of on the verge of, of having a baby, he was still emailing us back, getting us going. So really appreciate that. And and Zerk and, and Max helped out as well to, to get this thing kind of finalized. So yeah, shout, out to y'all. Whole, shout out to the whole baseball program. They've been great to us. Um, yeah. Love them. Great dudes. Um, and women involved over there. So uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we're excited to be back in Lindsey Nelson. Landon will be there all weekend. If uh, I'm working on maybe a ticket for Friday, looks like my best availability. What I would love to do, though, I was thinking about this today, is tailgate a game. And Saturday is really your only option. Saturday is your only option. So I may may have to shell out for a Saturday game. But if anybody want to sell me a ticket at a reasonable price, hey, I'll lose my voice. So you don't have to listen to me on Sunday. That makes you feel better. Well, Sunday, it doesn't matter. And we do have to listen to you because you'll be on the show Sunday. No, that's right? what I'm saying. But, like, I, I won't talk as much because – Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm with so, you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe hit me up if, if you got an extra, know someone that's got an extra. Um, I'm trying to get into Lindsey Nelson. Um, may have to may have to weasel my way into a, to a family ticket with Jarrell after we get him on here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can hook us up. Exactly. You do have Georgia, though. SEC East opponent. Doesn't matter too much. You do have the SEC East locked up. Now, you're still trying to get that outright title. Trying to be that number one seed in Hoover. Trying to bounce back from a series win. Whatever you want to call this series. It's a SEC series. It was a big series before the season started. Now that you're, oh gosh, what are you now? 40 or uh, what's the record? Uh, 40 is it 43 40, and six? Now 40, you're 43 and six. and six. You are you made history, but you're still chasing history, trying to set the tone going into postseason. This is your second to last SEC series. Um, that's crazy. The, the amount of wins I couldn't I, even count that high anymore. Oh, uh, definitely not. Um, <laughs> definitely not. I'm not good at math. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's a big weekend. I, I know Lindsey Nelson's going to be packed. I'm kind of curious what tomorrow night looks like. Should be a good night for baseball, but it is a Thursday night. I do expect a sold-out crowd. I just don't know how long they'll be around, how rowdy they'll be. I don't know what we're drinking on Thursday nights in Lindsey Nelson, but mm-hmm. it's a big weekend for this team. They did have a great game Saturday. That, that series finale avoided the sweep. Um, and then, obviously, you know the Bellarmine win. It, it's a you, – you can't let last weekend – creep into this weekend last weekend's behind you um let it be a stumbling block don't let it be a wall and because i mean this is i think everyone's i think we talked about how like last year the nation's eyes kind of started peering to see slowly here they've been watching tennessee waiting for them to lose every yeah. loss that's been piled on go to twitter go to reddit whatever piled on now again all the eyes are on tennessee this weekend to say see i told you they're not a postseason team they can't they can't win, you know, they can't keep winning series like this. So I think this series is the one to bounce back and go, we can do this. And Georgia's a good team. And I know some people will still have that conversation about, oh, they're not that good compared to other SEC teams, blah, blah, blah. All that nonsense. But they are a good SEC team. They are a good baseball team. Yeah, their record isn't as good as Tennessee's or as Arkansas's. Um better than Kentucky's so it's a I mean it's just a big weekend in a number of ways and yeah the the nation's eyes will be on you and they will jump at the first chance at a loss like they're gonna do it so be the villains put on the black and be the villains yeah I think this Thursday game is really big and you know that's why you see that's why you maybe saw Tennessee kind of switch it up um pitch Dolander on, on that Thursday because Saturday, you got to go up against one of the best pitchers in, in probably the entire country and Jonathan Cannon. Um, so you go Chase, Chase Dolander on Thursday, Blades Hidwell on Friday. Saturday is undecided. It, it just seems like, and we talked about this on the bat flip a little bit, that, you know, it just seems like those those two freshmen, their arms are getting tired. Um, Dolander probably would fit in that same boat, but he got injured. You know, he got that rest, and now he's he's back and ready to go. I think it would be beneficial to see one of those guys maybe get an off night or, you know, if they want to pitch a couple innings in relief, maybe they do that. But, you know, for I, I, don't, I don't think you'll see any of them go, you know, whoever goes more than probably five innings. And then – Next week, you probably get the same thing, whereas mm-hmm. the next – the guy who doesn't play on Saturday will be back in the rotation, and that guy who pitched Saturday is, is probably resting. Right, and you guys talked about this on the bat flip. Like, do they switch it up? Brutus, brother. Can you hear that? Yeah, I heard it a little <laughs> Golly, bit. Holy Boy, itchy. Um, <laughs> you guys talked about it on the bat flip a little bit, but, you know, how do you – do you switch up this rotation? Because it's not – you've had guys that have had off nights here or there, but it's not like – Chase Burns hasn't done anything to lose Friday night, and I don't think that's what this is. Or, no. you know, lose the first game of the series Thursday night in this instance. I think it is just let's re- – we've got four start. – we've got four legitimate starters. You could almost argue four legit Friday night starters. I mean, four, all four of those guys would be in contention at just about every single SEC school. Right. They're that good. And, and so I think it's more just let's rest some arms. You get Dolander back from injury, pitched well against Kentucky. Um, you know, Chase – or uh, Drew Beams – probably a little tired. He's pitched all season, pitched well all season. Um, Chase Burns kind of in that same category. I, th- I think this is just a rest factor game. And maybe to try to – I think there's got to be a little bit of intention trying to find your best rotation 
Not that the rotation, it's obviously been phenomenal. You're 43 and six. Right. Um, you didn't lose an SEC series till this weekend, this past weekend. I, I, but I think it could be, let's find what's going to work best for us in postseason. Is it going to be Blade leading it off? Is it going to be him on Saturday or the second game like it is this weekend? What is going to be our, I think that's what these next two weeks are going to do is let's iron out what we're doing going into postseason. And it also allows you room for, in, you know, room to figure it out with injury too. If Chase Burns goes down, all right, are we moving dull? You know, I think it, I think it gives you that option. I, I like it. I think it's, like you said, rest is the biggest thing. Um, but I also think you get to kind of play with things before going into Hoover and, and regionals. Yeah, and and with this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it, it kind of mixes it up a little bit. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have, like, Chase Burns is pitched on Friday night every single series. Right. And this one he doesn't because – you know, not only would you – he would probably pitch Thursday anyway, but now he's not even in those, you know, Thursday or Friday. So, right. it, it kind of get, gets you out of that routine maybe a little bit, um, which is like, – like Tennessee wants to win, win this series, but, hey, the goal here is to win a national championship, and you've got For the sure. team to do it. So, let's rest some of these guys a little bit if we have to and get ready for, for postseason. You're going to be – you're hosting a regional – you know, you're you're going to be a national seed where if you, you know, win that regional, you'll host a super regional, and that's all that matters. Oh, absolutely. And I do have a question about as far as, like, ironing out. Does Tennessee in these next two weeks um, try to find a long reliever? You mentioned rest, so maybe not this weekend, but do they do they have a guy back there in the bullpen that they, they like more than the other? So right now, you're two guys that aren't officially starting right now, Drew Beam and Chase Burns. Is there a guy you have besides Camden? that you have ready to come on in the second, third inning if things don't go right? Or is it? do you think this weekend is legitimately all about rest? I think it's got to be Ben Joyce. You think he's their long reliever right now? Okay. Uh, other than Camden Sewell, you, you you did say other than Camden Sewell, and I think right. it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's got to be Ben Joyce. The way he okay. pitched uh, against Auburn. I agree. Yeah, I mean, to the yeah. I don't hate that. I just – I love the thought of him coming in, tight ball game, big ball game, whatever it may be, and just shutting everything down. Mm-hmm. Like well, any the runs fact that, you... that Tony Vitello used after that series that he could be a starter, that that was <laughs> – It leans a little bit towards Yeah, that. it's like he, he can pitch more than, you know, one or yeah. two innings for sure. And keep his – and keep his velo. It's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> uh yeah no it's it, i mean that's i think that's an interesting guy to bring in um especially when you've got a guy like redmond that you know can he could close out thursday friday and saturday if he needed to i mean yeah the dude can i mean and shove it's not the right word i mean he just throws everything at you in the kitchen sink i mean good luck getting a hit on him no i, I don't hate that i i just I guess, and in postseason, four starters is probably more ideal. Anyways, like you mm-hmm. said, your goal is a national championship. If you went into who, or if you went into Omaha with four starting pitchers, I mean, how good do you feel about your chances versus everybody else? Yeah, and another guy I kind of want to mention too is your midweek starter. Like you're not going to have those midweek games. That's true. Xander Seacrest can you know throw a a couple innings. You know, he he's yeah. been a starter and and pitched pretty well. That velos are around ninety. 91. Um, Will Mabry is another guy that can pitch multiple innings, and, you know, he's got that higher velo than than some of those guys around. He's around 93, I think, is what he's hitting. So, And that um, I guess that's the better question. It's probably Will Mabry. I'm glad you brought that up. 
your next reliever after Camden is probably Will Mabry because you do. I mean, and that's the hard thing. You don't want to sit on Ben Joyce too long because you don't want to get out of a game and have him in your bullpen. You don't want a game to get out of hand and then go, oh, crap, we have Ben Joyce. But, I mean, Will Mabry, he's come in in relief and done phenomenal. I don't know the longest he's gone this year, um, but he's carried you through some. He's come in into some early innings and carried you through quite a bit of the game. I, I don't know exactly what his longest longest yeah. line is. Yeah, I'm not really worried about the pitching at all, and I think it was really good against Bellerman to get those bats going a little bit, hit a couple home runs, and, um, you know, it got tight there, you know, in the middle of that game where they hit a three-run home run and, and made it five to four. But you have guys in your lineup like Drew Gilbert and Trey Lipscomb that can combine to go uh, six for ten with, you know, combined six RBIs in, in a game. Yeah, the, the bats are, are – are the. And then you got a guy sitting on the bench, Blake Burke, who can come in and hit a freaking rocket off the, the back wall and dead center. They're going to have to name that parking lot out in right field, right center for him. I mean, yeah. he's yeah, putting he, him in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to own it here in the the next couple of years for sure. Right, and, and I mean that, that's a, and you said it. Pitching's not the problem. I mean, there's not a problem on this team. That that wasn't the well, right word. And like you're you're looking at the matchup this weekend, Georgia. They have two guys hitting over 300. They have one guy that has double-digit home runs. Like, they're not a huge – yeah, they can hit for base hits, but they're not like a huge offensive team. Um, I think they're middle of the pack in runs in the SEC, but their pitching is, is really what gets them through. They got a really good um, reliever in Jaden Woods, who I think was a starter last year. They got Jonathan Cannon, who's one of the best pitchers in the country. Him and Blade Tidwell, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch for sure. Um, and then Gowan, something like that. Gowan, I think, is the closer. I think he's got 10 saves on the year, which, you know, is pretty insane when you think about it and, right. and you know, look at their record. Um, yeah, I, I think their pitching is definitely where their strength is. So that, that's my, you know, I just, I just want us to look better offensively than we did last week against Kentucky. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't, just looking at the weather, I, I don't, see it get anywhere close to what it was and that crap all the town in Lexington. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not going to be Lexington weather. So that that's that's good to to get a nice weekend on Rocky Topping and good weather. And um you, you talked about I mean Georgia's ability to get on base. Well Tennessee's pitching is going to squash a lot of that. Now you do run into the issue of of guys on base are almost guaranteed second or you know however you want to say that. Guaranteed is probably a strong word. But yeah. you had what 10 stolen bases last weekend? Mm-hmm. And I think what Kentucky score total? 10. 11? 10 runs. 11 runs? 10 runs? Yeah, I think it was 12 to 10 oh, was the final. Okay. So it's like, you know, it, it's not – you're talking about things that Tennessee can fix going into postseason. Obviously, you don't want that to be the case. I mean, that's not ideal to have a guy walk <laughs> the second pretty much. Right. Um, But when you're able to kind of make up for it in other parts of the game, like you have a phenomenal pitching staff, it's almost like what we talked about. Sure, the pitchers could help Evan Russell a lot in that. But when they're not allowing guys on base, why would you want to switch up what they do? Yeah. I, I think now it's just like, who cares? They're, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're not scoring. We got the offense. You know, if they do get a run across, we got the offense to, right. you know, minimize that and cancel it out pretty easily. So, I, I don't think, from what I've seen so far, it doesn't seem like it, it, it's bothering Tennessee that, 
hundred percent teams are able to run on them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Keep them close. The infield's got to do a good job of keeping them. It, it at least make them a little honest. And I yeah. think that's why we pick, you know, at least attempt to pick off quite a bit. Just keep them close. Keep them honest. Maybe catch somebody leaning. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's a huge worry for Tennessee. I mean, it, it, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tough to like you said. You, you do you just your best to keep them honest. It's kind of tough to really change what you do. And, and and why would you want to change too much of what you do? I agree. There's probably things, you know, everybody talks about things you could probably do to minimize it, but you've won 43 games. You've lost six. Why would you want to change too much of what you do? The formula is working and you're not going 43 and six in. It's hard to just pick out. I mean, the Sunbelt um, who has good teams. So I feel bad for just throwing the Sunbelt under the bus, but it's not 43 and six in the Sunbelt. It's 43 and six in the best conference in college baseball. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, also want to point out that uh, Georgia was picked to finish ahead of Tennessee in the SEC East mm. um, at third. So, eat yeah. those words. And I, 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 I'm Jarrell's going to be hopping on here in a few minutes, so make sure you guys are in here. Um, I do kind of want to get that, that take. Um, obviously, I think it was a hot take to have Tennessee where some people had Tennessee, Baseball America. I believe was the one that had Tennessee at 34. Um, I mean, I, this was obviously going to be a good team. It is interesting that this team is essentially all is newcomers. The right word, but like there's not a lot of carryover from last year. Count Evan Russell. Sure. But he's playing in an entirely different position. He didn't move from left to center. He's yeah. playing in an entirely different position. Your infield's pretty much all different except for, um, you know, Luke, Luke. Lipsius is, who's about to retire. <laughs> um, he, he's about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's that old. Um, you didn't start the year with Blade Tidwell. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it is a new team. So, I'm not going to like completely hold it against everyone, like teams or rankings that had Tennessee at 16th and stuff like that. Whatever. It is what it is. 34 is absurd. <laughs> I mean, you're just an idiot. <laughs> I mean, they, they doubted the former recruiter of the year in Tony Vitello. That's what happened. Yeah. You doubted the development. You doubted the recruiting. I mean. Well, and it, it tells me another thing. All these people that want to grow the game of baseball, they don't watch midweek games. No. Because the, all these guys played well, you know, in the early, when you were able to rotate in in early seasons, Jarrell was one guy. I think he had a quite the weekend against uh, Georgia Southern a year ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the, like you you saw it from guys. Again, pushing Tennessee back, you know, from an Omaha appearance, I get it. That yeah. I understand. Some of the rankings were absurd. What was Tennessee p- predicted fourth? Fourth in the East. Yeah. In the East. That's absurd. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you I, do replace all your pitching. I, I, I get it to a certain extent, like you were saying earlier. But but fourth, I don't get fourth. I don't get thirty fourth. I don't get that. Much. I, I, who? So who? In the, before we get drill on, who in the East? He should be coming on here in a minute. Who in the East would you have put in front of Tennessee? Maybe Vanderbilt and maybe Florida. So third's the farthest back you should have gone. But but I, if you're going to go off the logic of what Tennessee lost, does Vanderbilt not right. get that same thing with Lauder and and Rocker? Hundred percent agreed. And they didn't make it to Omaha with those guys. Wait, what? Vanderbilt didn't go to Omaha last year, right? Yeah, they they played in the national championship against Mississippi State. And oh, lost. that's right. Oh, that's right. Who was I thinking played Mississippi State? Arkansas did not make it to Omaha. Arkansas didn't make it. Who was I thinking? <laughs> Vanderbilt. Omaha's. 
Vanderbilt uh, beat NC State. That's right. That was that team. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Who was I thinking played them? I wasn't putting Vanderbilt in there. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. You see our, um, D1 Baseball projected our regional in Texas Tech was number two. I looked at Oregon State's, and I know it's based off, like, region. Dumb. So but, dumb. Come on. I – I get, I guess I get region to an extent. That's kind of how they do. They get Grand Basketball Canyon. To an I, I know Grand Canyon is a top twenty-five team, but Texas Tech and Grand Canyon, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh. First off, bring it. Bring the top four teams in Knoxville for a regional. Come on, yeah. But second off, of course. <laughs> I mean, come on, right. Tennessee. Of course. I mean, we we've talked to multiple people and how stupid it was that we got the ACC champion. We got Liberty, who probably should have been a two seed, and we got Wright State, who should have been a three seed. They were not. Duke cr- was though. Duke was like a. They got to the point. What, they, what were they on? Like a sixteen game win streak. They yeah, were it was insane. Streak. Yeah. At that sixteen game win streak, they were kind of at the point like we've got to win out, not win out, but we've got to win a lot of games in the back half mm-hmm. to make it into the tournament, right? Yeah, right I, and, they were and then they yeah, then they got in. I don't know. I mean, the ACC championship. <laughs> Is and, and we were like what a three? I think we're the number three so. overall seed. I think it so. doesn't make loss. Whatever. Hey, we want it. it. It doesn't matter. No, not at all. And uh, you know, I maybe Tennessee ends up with the bring same. Out. You, you got to beat the best teams to win the national championship Ex- anyway. So exactly. I'd rather good. I'd rather play them here than in Omaha. Fair point. Give us a short field. Give it to us. <laughs> yeah. We'll hit it four hundred feet over a three twenty wall. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I'm I'm. It, it's it's. I feel like it's you just get frustrated with it because it's almost like this doesn't happen to the number one seed right. ever, and yeah. now it does. So that's why it's frustrating. But I do agree with the sentiment of we're gonna beat you whenever we play you, whether it in late May or early June. Like we're gonna beat you, so who cares? Um, no, I'm I'm excited for postseason. I'm oh, I'm pumped for, sure. for Hoover. Pump for Hoover. Um, I mean, Hoover's always a fun week, so it's going to be real fun when you're the best team there. Oh yeah, um, can't let's wait. make it run. Why not? Absolutely. Uh, are we going to go ahead and predict Tennessee? Not only your outright SEC champs, but also your Hoover hey, champs. We just predict you, that you sweep this week. You're outright. I think you have to win four right now to be outright. No, Assuming we're, we're four our- games ahead. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Four games gotcha. ahead. Yeah. If we we sweep. Yeah, that's right now. There you go. There you go. Let's do it. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate a an SEC championship on Saturday in Lindsey Nelson. Let's not. I mean, I would love to do it on Mississippi State's home field. I would love for their fans to hand our players yeah, leftover. I mean, they fit. They fit like twenty something thousand. Yeah. While we yeah, celebrate our SEC championship, they they, get, they should they get more of their baseball field than they do football games. <laughs> It's the cowbells. Do they have cowbells at football games? Oh, they, I'm sure they do. They, they actually count cowbells. They don't actually count people. <laughs> and they all have three. Minimum. Yeah, right. Also, if you're a Mississippi State fan, I'm okay if you go, hey, I like the cowbells because it's tradition. Can we just please recognize that it is universally the most annoying thing of all time? Oh, for sure. It's the worst. Yeah. 100%. I agree. They do have great. They do have great baseball outfit like that's what i want tennessee's outfield to be like that would be fantastic it's a berm 
out there. Well, they've got like a nice, it's essentially the porch, but it's a lot of porches. Like yeah. It's all porches in the outfield. Also, I watched a video today. Um, uh, it was like a tour probably before like a high school camp, high school scrimmage, something like that. Um, and you got a sneak peek at the, the full renovations in there. So I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to, you know, zoom in a little bit, see if I can really pick out some of the images. I know we've seen, um, I don't know if it's leaked the right word. We've seen some pictures of the the outfield building that's supposed to be built where the porch is at. It looks fantastic. Um, the renovations in Lindsay Nelson are just gonna be beautiful. I can't wait. That's gonna be a beautiful stadium. Yeah, I I, I saw a picture of it. It's going to be nice. It's going to be so nice. You got to see the whole. See, I've seen. I've seen part of. I've seen part of like a full, I guess, if that makes sense. Like, I haven't seen like the whole thing, but I've seen a picture of what like one side's going to look like. Gotcha. Gotcha. Can't wait. Can't wait to get. Well, do they have they said what the expected capacity will be once? Um, No. Okay. Are you, uh, did you buy, is it tomorrow? Are you going to buy a seat in Neyland? Oh, it was today. It was today. Did you get one? $150? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I think, I think I'm just going to take mine with me. Yeah, that, that was, that was what I was thinking. I, I could just yank it off. Take a screwdriver in. There you go. There you yeah, go. Maybe I, like I should it. just admit that I'm going to take a screwdriver in. But <laughs> They got a golf ball in. You can get that in. That's true. Um, yeah. All right, guys. We've got a very special guest for you. Can't wait. Ball baseball player, Jarrell Ortega. Jarrell, how are you? Thanks. First off, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We, we appreciate it. I know we got a big weekend coming up. How are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. <clears throat> hey, you're you having doing? a fantastic season. I just want to shout that out real quick. Batting over 300, 11 bombs. Um, I do want to ask you, before I forget, you had your, your family there for the Florida series. Big, big group of Ortega lovers out there. Um, you know, what was that kind of like having your whole family there? Uh, it was probably, I mean, it was probably the best weekend, honestly, out of this whole season. I mean, that was in my three years of Tennessee, that was the very first time my mom actually got to see me play since I've been in Tennessee. Yeah. So that was actually kind of cool. And then she also, like, she also had family come from travel away from Puerto Rico to surprise me. I mean, I only knew about like half of the people that were going to be there. But then when I come after the games, I go say hi to my parents that I usually do. There's like 35 other people waiting for me. And I mean, everything coming by surprise. But, I mean, it was an amazing experience. It's probably honestly the, the best weekend so far. Oh, that's awesome. That That is – that's very cool. Also, I saw the uh, Puerto Rico flag flying at the game. It's- oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, they, had that, they had the flag flying all game long. I mean, I would do anything. <laughs> just, like, just run out there. They would start waving there. I come to hit and make a play or whatever. They would just start waving that flag oh, around. Oh, yeah. That full Sammy Sosa moment where you run around the bases <laughs> with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably not good as an American to say, but I'll do it. Puerto Rican flag is probably by far the greatest flag. It's fantastic. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, again, we, we're excited to have you guys on. We're excited for this weekend. Be back in Lindsay Nelson. Good to get away from – I know Lexington was probably cold. Probably not ideal. Um, not, a, not a good weekend all around, except for one thing. Got to see the black jerseys. Um, now, we normally ask – we've not had a current player on, so congratulations. You're our first current player. Um, <laughs> always ask the former. Is the, is the black jersey your favorite? Or you, you got another one? 
out there that you like? Oh, I don't know. The black jersey has definitely made the run for it. Uh, I think I think I'm I'm still gonna take the creams that we wear on Sundays. Usually, I think those creams I mean, they just fit perfect and stuff. So, but the black jerseys are probably like top two, honestly. I mean, they fit really nice. They're really like they're not heavy at all whatsoever. Plus, they look good at night as well. So, I, they're definitely up there for sure. What about a uh, model wise? Who's a better model, you or uh, Chad Zerker? Oh, I don't know. Chad Zerker did look good in those pictures. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, I, we all saw we all saw the pictures in the locker room and stuff. We all started going, "Oh my god, this guy throws BP to me and he's taking pictures." And, uh, <laughs> no, but I don't know. Chad did pretty pretty good job. So props to him. He got any um, eligibility left? I do. So ten, I'm a I'm a junior on school, but uh, on the field I'm only a sophomore. So technically, I still have two more years of eligibility. Okay, cool. So tell us tell us kind of how you you got with Tennessee. I know you're originally from Puerto Rico, played um, high school ball in Florida. So how did that kind of transition, and and then kind of what was your recruiting process like? No, absolutely. So uh, I didn't. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, like you said. I did not move to Florida until when I was like. 15 years old. I mean, I think I moved like a week before high school started for me. So, I mean, I think I remember this. So, it, high school for me started August 14th and August 7th, and I'm just getting to Florida for the first time ever. And so, I mean, then that week, I'm just, I just need to like get the school stuff. I mean, just get it like a whole new language is barriers going on. I knew English, like not as good as I know right now. Like, I, I could hold a conversation, but it's like a whole new world. I mean, I'm pretty much starting from zero, flying from scratch. And so, I, I went to Lake Worth High School, my first, uh, semester then the second semester I went to uh, Santa Lucia and I remember that first year uh, I played for Stealth Aces that's why I'm the very first summer team that I played for and I got recruited pretty I had a pretty, a pretty good summer that year and then one of the coaches from there told me hey come to play for me in this high school which was like 20 minutes 20 minutes away from me come play with me and I will help you out like you know with this recruiting process and stuff and uh, so I went to the high school uh, it is named Spanish River, and that's when I transferred to Spanish River High School. And I, I was there since my sophomore year all the way to my senior year. And then the sophomore year, summer of sophomore year, that's when I had a kind of like really, really huge summer for me. And I remember Coach Josh Gillander, third base coach, he came down to see me down, uh, I think it was uh, Sarasota. It was in a big tournament called the Wilson Premier. I, had a, I think I had a pretty good game in front of him. And then he started, you know, recruiting me, talking to the uh, other coaches and myself. And I think towards the end of that summer, like before my junior year started, that's when I committed to Tennessee. So that's how I ended up up here. And how did uh, – did, did you have any other teams kind of looking at you, or is that kind of the first <clears throat> one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a couple of, team, uh, of teams. I mean, my very first offer came from Northern Kentucky, um, and, uh, like a D1 mid-major. And, I mean, it was, like I said, soft, to be a sophomore and commit is kind of early. I mean, I had, a, like, a lot of interest, not fully offers, because, well, like I said, I was only a sophomore. But, I mean, I think Tennessee, I mean, I came to visit Tennessee before I committed, and, I mean, I fell in love with it, like, right away. I mean, then when I came to visit, the earth field was still dirt. We didn't have turf by then. So, I mean, it was, like, it was like a pretty good, a pretty pretty dope. I mean, the fans even knew when I was a recruit, they came up to me today. I mean, it was a very, very welcoming. So, I mean, I fell in love with, with it right away. And I told the coaches, I mean, if you make the right offer, I mean, you're my number one right now. If you make the right, uh, right offer, I commit and said and done. So that's I literally, I think, like yeah. before my junior year started, I committed to Tennessee. That's awesome. So that, so you, you've seen, you committed early. Obviously, you know, go through those visits and camps early. So you've seen the transition of the like the facility, not just the the baseball program, but the facilities. What it, I mean, 
obviously it's still quality facilities, but what has that upgrade been like seeing this? Program? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, it just shows, I mean, since uh, our coach, uh, Tony Vatella has been there, I mean, it just shows I mean, how much progress and how much impact he has had in the, in the whole program since just step a foot in there. And, it just, I mean, we have guys, I mean, we have grand, like guys like Evan Russell that has been there since, like, day one. I mean, they know they've been through it and they know how much it means. You know, they work for every bit of it. So I think it just shows, you know, or, or steps like how, how we're moving forward and you know, the quality of work that we do on and off the field. So I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty dope, honestly. Yeah, we made a joke that um, Evan Russell, Luke Lipsius, and Redmond, they're all part of that 1951 team, right? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Luke Lipsius definitely does look like it. I mean, he does look 40 out there. And Evan Russell is catching up. And Redmond, I think he has about 255 appearances in the SEC. So, um so no, that definitely. I mean, I wouldn't. Those guys are definitely one of a kind. But those guys, they definitely help us out, you know, because they've been through it. They know how things work and stuff. So their leadership definitely comes to play a lot. So I, I like that you guys recognize Luke. Looks like a forty-year-old man. I've I've said it all year, probably his whole <laughs> career. He's got the old man jog down perfect. He looks like oh he's yeah, he does. maybe two kids. <laughs> no, Jordan Beck, Jordan Beck has the oldest man jog in the world though. <laughs> I mean, he, he really does, and it's all like you say. He's Mike Honcho. He's thirty. He just turned thirty-six. Years old. <laughs> oh, so so no, but I mean, those two guys. I mean, I literally, we literally said the same thing. I mean, you guys got like an old man jog. Like, look, you look like you're about to die running to first base, and you're like twenty feet away from the bag. But you know, it's amazing. Like those two guys, they're awesome to hang out with. They're funny, and it's always a good time with those two around. So, um, you have. Roommates, like who's who's your roommates? Uh, I got Ryan Miller and Will Mabry. Those are two of my roommates right now. Will the thrill, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that guy can be that guy is something else. Yeah, right now. Um, uh, go ahead, Caleb. Well, I was gonna, you just brought up the Mike Concho, so nicknames. We were, uh, we had Chad on Chad Zerker on a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know if it's just his nickname for you or if it's if it's stuck, um, but we've started tweeting it. Is it Joey from Tampa? Is that official? Is that we stamp it? I, I have I have I think about 15, 15 different nicknames here in Tennessee. I mean, Joy. I've been called Joy from Tampa, Joy from Florida, Joy from West Palm Beach, Joy from Venezuela. I mean, I, when I tell you they called me every single thing you can name it. I mean, but yeah, I think that's Chad. You always call me Joey, Joseph, but it's always from Tampa. <laughs> Joey from Tampa. I like. It. I, I think we're gonna start calling you Joey Bombs. So uh, hey, I, I love. I like. It. The, I like the Joey name. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they started going. I think actually, you know, who's actually always giving out nicknames and kind of just sticks around is Drew Gilbert. Um, he started the Joey thing, and everybody just started calling me Joey. And then so he, and then add uh, Chadwell added the Joey from Tampa, and then other people will add the Joey from Florida. I'm like, I guess I have <laughs> 20 different nicknames that I respond to. I said before you got on, I was like, we need to get this NIL deal going with um, with Moe's, Joey Bag of Donuts. <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts actually came from Sean Hanley. Shout out to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in That's way. awesome. But he came from – from, he would call me uh, Joey Cold Cuts, Joey Bag of Donuts, Joey Double. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one of – like by far, this is probably one of the funniest dudes I've ever played with, including Chad Dallas in that situation. But it's probably one of the top two funniest dudes I've ever met, for sure. We've had Chad Dallas on the phone. He he lives up to the hype. He is that. Oh, one. no. Uh, that guy, if you're having a bad day, just – I would just spend an, one hour with Chad Dallas. I promise you, you will forget about everything. <laughs> I mean, you would just cry laughing with that dude. He's he's a character for sure. 
So, uh, SEC Player of the Week a couple weeks ago against that that uh, terrible maroon team from, from down <laughs> south. Um, and, and you became a, a fan favorite in that series because you know w- when you have a when you have a huge part in, in beating the Crimson Tide, yeah. no matter what the sport. Hey, Tennessee fans love you. <laughs> so, was there a little extra, you know? momentum there or, is, or, or what What kind of was that, that I mean, I'm just trying to build off of that you know obviously when you have a good weekend you're trying to build off from there you know take the good things what you did and even take like learn from the bad things that you did that weekend because I mean I didn't didn't go perfect that weekend so some just learn from it you know try to keep the same thing going over the whole season which is gonna I mean consistency probably will be the biggest thing here you know trying to do it for a whole season including playoffs so you know just trying to build off from there you know how you have guys like you know Mike Honcho hitting behind you, and then you also have Jerry Dickey, guy like Seth Stevenson hitting in front of you. You know, he's pretty pretty comfortable when you come up to him, you know, and you got guys behind you that can get the job done as well. I mean, Beck had an, also had a great weekend. He had like three bombs. I don't know which one went for the furthest. I swear, because I can hit the ball a mile. Because uh, he, puts, he puts on a show during practice. I mean, I don't think we – I think we run out of balls because of him. Like, no joke. I think we might run out of balls because of him. Oh, but, I mean, just like I said, we just build off from that, you know, have, you know, knowing that I have guys that can do the job the same, like just, just as good as I'm, I, I did that weekend or even better, just knowing that in the back of my mind actually helps a lot in the box. So you're you're saying the delay in the stadium is because of Jordan Beck, and we got to pay for new balls. That's why we can't get a new stadium. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that dude hits the ball a lot like it's his job. I mean, that dude is just playing pepper with the scoreboard and the batters. Like, that's what he's getting paid for, which probably will. But I mean, it's insane watching him pay BP. It's like, dude, what's going on? Like, he makes you not want to hit. Absolutely. Because he, he's just putting on a show, everybody's looking at him, and then you come, and then I come hit, and you know I hit my doubles, my singles, and now nah, he's hitting every ball out of the field. I'm like, okay, that's just you know. <laughs> makes you feel bad. That, there's a there's a lot of power on this team. You you certainly don't lack it. Beck is, I mean, that's a Burke hit one a mile Tuesday Jesus night. Jesus Christ, that dude! Oh my God, I mean, he's a freshman, but he's not built like it. Tell you that right now. I mean, that guy. Oh my God, he's 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 only a freshman, but. The fact that he's doing that right now is a question. I mean, it just shows, I mean, how mature he can be. And he, I can only even – he'll probably hit 25 his junior year, if, if not 30. I mean, he has the potential, potential to do that. And he can go pull side, back side. He can go wherever he wants. I mean, that bike is definitely going to play big. And if he continues to do what he's doing, he's going to, you know, he's going to have to play this game for a long time. So, he's a freshman, but he's not going to be like it. I think he's the next Mike Huncho. He might be He might be 45 saying he's yeah. 19. <laughs> um. Love this offseason was obviously a big one for you and kind of you're one of those guys that just waited your turn. Um, you know, what what was that like being on that team last year, being as good as it was, and then, you know, really getting your opportunity this year? Uh, I mean, just like we had guys like Max Ferguson, Liam, like Liam Spans, and then Jake Rucker. And we got, I mean, three All-Americans right there. And mm-hmm. well, obviously it's going to be it was pretty tough situation for me to start, but I didn't take it as that. I just learned from him, you know, Max Ferguson. He's a great player. I love that guy to death. And right now, by the way, if you all don't know this, he's leading the minors right now in stolen bases with like almost 30 already. Right. Yeah, no, he's absolutely going nuts right now. But just learning from guys like that, you know, because they've, like they've been through the league a couple of times. So they also they obviously have that maturity over me and stuff. And just learn from them. I mean, especially Jake Rucker, one of probably one of the most consistent hitters I've seen. I mean, he had a great career at Tennessee. Leon Spence, you cannot hit the ball to him. I mean, he's automatic out. And Max Ferguson could just all around do it all. So just like, you know, take pieces from those guys and just learn, you know, use them for your advantage, obviously. 
you know, because they've been, like I said, they've been through it. They know how things go. And also you got guys like our coaching staff that have been through it as well. And we have a great coaching staff. So it just, you know, waiting, not even waiting to turn, just, you know, be patient and, you know, just learn. You know, the, the more you learn, the, the, the better things are for you, obviously. So mm -hmm. that's what I just did, you know, just kept my head up, kept working and stuff, just waiting for my turn. Was there like a, a few things in this off season that you really wanted to work on or, or hone in on for this upcoming season? Uh, honestly, I was just wanted to. Uh, if I can, if I have to choose one, I would say eh, probably like defensively where I can play. Because I mean, we have a bunch of open spots. I mean, we we lost Ferguson, Liam, and Jake Rucker. So the whole pretty much the whole infield was open. And with and by that, by one point, we didn't even look if Luke was coming back. So we pretty much had the all the whole infield open. So obviously, I would. I mean, I know how to play the whole infield, but I would just find a spot where I can be where help the team the most. I, honestly, you could put me to bring to be the water boy, and I'll do it. I'm my best <laughs> of the abilities. But so I was just trying to you know be the best at, at a position that I know I I can provide for this team and help this team win. When I mean, whether it's my bat, my defense, on it, whatever it comes to. So I was just trying to work on everything, being like an all around player, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's the theme of this team. Just. Uh... Do the do the best wherever you're put. Um, no, like you hear that a lot from from this team. Absolutely, no, yeah. I mean, it's something you preach. I mean, just when you get your number called, I mean, just you've been. That's what you work for. So there's no need to put more pressure while you're yeah. doing it. I mean, that's what you work. Like, that's why we go to the field 24/7. We go to the field all the time. You know, that's why what you work. So just enjoy it and have fun with it. You know, let it happen. Do your thing. I mean, you're obviously playing SEC baseball because people think, coaches think you're good. You have the things to do it. So just be yourself. Yeah, I do want to talk about um, this year specifically. I, I, we always ask what, what their favorite moment, you know, is. And, you know, we, we go back to last year if you want to. But I, I do want to stick with this year first. Um, you know, wh what was your favorite moment so far this season? Was it, you know, maybe the, the grand salami against Auburn or the walk-off against James Madison? I think – I honestly, I think I probably – I mean, Man, I probably grand slam, honestly. I mean, that that dude throwing the mound, hopefully he's okay. I know he was like, kind of hurting on his hamstring, but I mean, that dude was absolutely nasty. I mean, I was, he was, I mean, 95, 90, 96 with a fastball, and he had a cutter that moved about 35 inches. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how do, how do you hit that? So, I mean, I probably, honestly, that grand slam, honestly. I mean, as soon as I hit it, I knew I got a good piece on it. I did not think it was going to go. But I kept on seeing Cortland in second base, just like celebrating right away when I so I just went nuts. I honestly don't even remember. Yeah, I think it was a cutter. I honestly blacked out as soon as I hit it and I started celebrating, running around in the bases. But I think I'm going to take the grand slam for sure. I think one of my favorite bat flips of all time is yours against Georgia Southern, where you just throw the bat down. You don't even flip it. You oh, just yeah. Throw it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that, I, that was definitely a mess because I mean, that weekend was, I mean, because that was like the very first weekend that we started this, the year. So I kind of, I wouldn't say I took it personal, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna make my press. Like I'm gonna make my presence now this week, and like I'm here. And I mean, that was just one of those moments when I mean, I knew I had it, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> Pretty much what it was. And that carried over from last season too, because there was some drama in that uh, season against Georgia Southern last season. Oh yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, they're a good team. They're a very, very scrappy team. They're not a bad team at all. So I mean, it just shows. I mean, they were always like trying to always. They're, they're the type of team where like. You cannot poke the bear, especially us, a team like us. I mean, we love when people start running, you know, talk, talking to us and stuff. I mean, we like that just fuels us and stuff. I mean, in that situation, you know, it kind of worked in my, in our way. 
and I was able to put a goose one on it. I was like, I'm gonna let him know that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that the uh, so going back to you talked about you being a newcomer, or I guess newcomer is not the right word. We tried to decide a new starter. Mm-hmm. You go to Omaha last year. You replace pretty much the entire infield. Um, you've got a new a guy behind the plate that hadn't played it since high school. When I mean, I'm sure you guys had the mindset of being better, getting back to Omaha in the in the off season. At what point in the in the regular season did you guys realize, like, hey, this team might be better than than that really really good team last year? Was it kind of a realization, or were you guys head down, kind of grinding before you even realized it? Uh, and uh, I knew we had the time. I knew we had more time than we did last year. Like, uh, um, when it came to like our bullpen and infielders, like, and we're not infielders, like, uh, as position players, I knew we had more talent. Though, I about when I found out that we were we were better last year. I'll probably, I'm probably going to say that I'm going to say Houston, Texas. That's probably okay. that was my one. I mean, because we played some. I'm, I'm not saying we didn't play like really like good competition before, but that's when we played like top dogs from different you know conferences and stuff like mm-hmm. like Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma. And I mean, we had guys like we had our, our pitching staff is literally three freshmen, pretty much two freshmen and a sophomore. Like, we don't even have a guy that's draft eligible on the mound starting for us. And they're 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 freshmen that throw the ball that are like twenty five year olds knowing what they're doing throwing the big leagues. I mean, we got Chase Burns. I mean, that dude. I don't even know how you hit that. I don't even want to talk about Don there. That dude is just a freak, a freak in the mound. And Drew Bean is like, when I come at you, be everything he has. Let's see if you can hit it. I mean, when you have you have guys like that, like they can on the, on the mound. And then you got a bullpen like Will maybe doing his job. Kirby Connell that has been through it. We got Side Joyce throwing the ball one hundred and ten of uh one hundred and ten. I mean. It just you know it helps you a lot, and then you got guys, and the on the offensive side where we have so much depth. I mean, we have guys, we got guys. We can start. So we got guys like let's say Berg hasn't started that many games this year, but he's if you look at his number, he's sitting three seventy with seven as a freshman. Like they're guys that are putting up numbers, and they're because there's only nine spots in the field they can't play, and so it just shows our depth, you know, on and off, and like mm-hmm. when it comes to bullpen and offensive side. And I think that's when I realized. I mean, I mean, like we're. Pretty, really, like, really, really good. I think, honestly, like, better than last year's team. Absolutely. Hey, I do want to ask you real quick. Um, best besides your own, because this, this is what when we got the the text that you're coming on. I was like, he's got the best walkout song on the team. <laughs> Bandoleros is, is definitely the best one. There, there's no um, denying that. Who is who's your second favorite walkout song on the team? On the team, ooh, that is tough. You are gonna put me in the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. Okay, so and you get bandoleros from Fast and Furious. I, I, I did, but I'm also a big fan of Don Omar, which is the guy that sings it. Okay, I'm a big fan of him. So, but uh, every time I hear every now, every time I like hear my walk up song, I think of the Fast and Furious songs too, <laughs> movies as well. Okay, everybody reminds me of it. But my favorite walk up song. Oh, okay, I'm gonna give you. I got Trey, Drew Gilbert, Ethan Payne. I like Ethan Payne's a lot, and Jordan Beck. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan Beck with the uh, – that's the old school one. I really like that. It just fits him. I know. It's like big heavy. I mean, yeah, yeah it just fits him. <laughs> uh, Drew Gilbert, I mean, he could walk up to a freaking church song and probably make it look good, honestly. Um, <laughs> Ethan Payne, he's just a swagger. But Payne is this – he's pretty – that's tough. I think uh, can I? I don't know, man. I think Trey Lipscomb, Jordan Beck, and Drew Gilbert. I think uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Drew Gilbert. I'll give it to Drew. 
Okay. Uh, I was going to say, you, you can maybe add in Trey Lipscomb's strut to the plate. As, <laughs> yeah, that is true. I, he, <laughs> I mean, that's his show. When it, comes to, when it comes to hitting the box, that's his show, and there's nothing yeah. to do about it. <laughs> um, I've, got a, I've got a few more questions. i got oh, someone good, to ask on here, and I think you all have the – I think it's a bunch of y'all that have the, the celebration. What, what's the second bait when you guys hit a double? What's the what's the celebration? So my celebration, uh, I do like it's like a TikTok dance that I saw and everybody started okay. doing it, so I kept on doing it. But what they call they call it the baby Jean. That's what that's that's the name that we came <laughs> like Drew Gilbert came up. Drew Gilbert came up with that celebration. I mean, it, we literally don't know what the meaning of it is. He just did it one time in the locker room, and then the whole team just started to follow. I mean, that's <laughs> literally what it like. There's no meaning behind it. He didn't see it in the movie. He literally just came up with it and just called it his own move. And everybody just kept on following. I mean, when it comes to like setting trends, you can just go to Drew Gilbert and he'll start one for sure. Well, he made his own T-shirt last year that said the pay the third assistant or something like that for for Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah, it did. It was fun. It was hilarious. And I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't expect that from him. That dude is amazing. That dude is funny. He is a character for sure. Um, and then I've got the favorite SEC park. I love asking this. Or favorite ballpark you've been to. I am going to take out Minute Maid. I feel like that's probably wins it. Playing in a major. Yeah. Park. Okay. SEC park. So we'll far. scratch like that out. Year? Yeah. Or like this year I so mean, far? Yeah. oh, just anyone that you've played in in your in your career, or been to. So we went to Florida. I mean, I haven't been to Mississippi State. Because mm. mm. I heard Mississippi State is a pretty good one. But so far that I've been to. I'm gonna go with um, I think Florida takes that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Florida, like it's a brand new field. Two <laughs> yeah. years. I mean, yeah. and then, I mean, it's probably it honestly has the best infield surface in like I've ever even played on. Honestly, I could take ground balls in that field any day of the week. I um, mean, it was a really nice field. I like. It was only two years old. I mean, while we were there, that's when they just recently named the field as well. So I think I think I might give it to Florida this year. Joey from Gainesville. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that one before, too. <laughs> Joey from Gainesville. I, I think I even – Drew Gilbert came out joined from Sarasota. I don't even know what he came, <laughs> came up with that one. But he just – yeah. That dude can come up with anything. That's hilarious. Um, and then uh, since, since you're on the pod the night before you guys, uh, you know, take on Georgia, I, can, can more important issues go ahead and claim – that the next Joey bomb is for more important issues. Can that just, can that be out there? Uh, you might hit him for your mom. I don't know. We can, we claim it though. Can that be? Honest? Yeah, you can claim it. Yeah. I'll claim it. <laughs> right, I'm right. sure, make sure my girlfriend doesn't hear that. Cause she wants to claim all of them, but yeah, you can claim, yeah, you can claim that one for sure though. Awesome. Yeah. If you hear Joey bag of donuts in the stand, make sure you know, it's for you guys. All right. Appreciate ah, perfect. It. If you hear Joey bag of donuts in the stands, you know who it's from. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> All right, well, that's all I got. Caleb, you got any more? Uh, no, that, that's all my questions. I do appreciate hopping on, though. Um, I like it. Oh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text Chad about this. I'm going to float the idea out there. Have you all tried the black jerseys with the pinstripe pants yet? No, we have not. Chicago White Sox? We have maybe, not. Maybe just maybe put it on the mannequin. Just see how, how y'all like it. Yeah, it looks. I, I, I think it was a good look, honestly. I mean, black goes with everything, so I think it'll be a good look. True. What, what did you look. do when uh, Drew Gilbert hit that walk-off at Rock State? Oh my god! I, oh my god! I think uh, the, I've never heard. I've never heard Lindsey Nelson Stadium be so loud in my life. I mean, as soon as they hit the ball, I didn't know if it to jump, scream, cry. I mean, so many emotions went through my body at the same time. 
because I mean I didn't not know what to do. That dude, I mean, when he, as soon as the ball left the bat, I'm like, this dude just did not just do that. He just <laughs> hit a grand slam to win the game. But it was it was probably like no, it was probably the craziest moment so far in my three years here for sure. It was I mean I didn't even know what to do. I know I know Coach B started taking off running towards the bullpen. I don't know where he ended up. <laughs> and then you see Jordan Beck and we got hopping the fans. I know I think two guys trying to hop the fans just absolutely fail and just hit the ground straight in, on the face. I mean it was it was chaos when he hit it. It was chaos. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was, yeah, uh, it no was one had any regard to where the bat ended up. Oh, I, I don't think, I think that, honestly, that, that he's using a different bat is because that bat still has not landed. That's why. <laughs> that bat is still going. That bat has not landed. We'll have, a, we'll have a ceremony for that bat, a little rip in peace. For, for yes, it. I mean, there's definitely, you will never see that bat again. It's not, and because through that, I think he threw it farther than what the ball went. Yeah. Little well, Jarrell, we really appreciate you hopping on and, and good luck this weekend. Good luck the rest of the season. And hey, we'll, we'll do this again sometime. No, absolutely, man. More than welcome. Just let me know, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good, have good one, guys. Good luck. That was Vols infielder, Drell Ortega. Appreciate Joey hopping on. Joey Tampa. What do you get? Joey Sarasota. Joey, Joey, Joey Florida. Gainesville. <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts. I love it. Um, Chad told us. he. Chad warned us that he was going to be a great time. Yeah. So, um. Like I said, we appreciate that entire program. Been great to us. And um, next Jarrell bomb is ours. We got it claimed. Yeah. Make sure you took care of that. When it's a walk maybe off. Next time we're... There you go. Oh, gosh. That's... Oh, gosh. Um, that next time he's on, we'll work out a celebration so that we know. Like, everyone knows it's ours. Good God. I keep hitting that. Um, so that everyone knows it's ours. I'm I'm great. I'm, I'm fired up. J- Jarrell has his the best energy of all time. I just need to, I probably should have, I hope he hears that. Like just gets me. I want to, I want to do a round table one day where we just have a whole bunch of these guys, like Chad Dallas. I won't say a word. I know they'll be able to just, Hey, Kivit can hop in here. Zerk. (laughs) It'll be just, just be a big family reunion. That's what we'll do. More important issues, family reunion. Just let them roast each other for an hour and a half. Oh, God. I, I, I don't need to like turn my camera off so they forget I'm in there. You know, I might get, uh, I might catch a stray. I don't want to, yeah, they seem go. like they can cut it up. <laughs> Friendly fire. I don't try that. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm really fired. I was already fired up for this weekend. I'm even more fired up for it now. Going to be a good time in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Let's make it loud again. Let's make it nasty. Yeah. Thursday at Ooh. seven. They didn't make it nine o'clock like basketball, so that's great. <laughs> Appreciate it. It's um, not a Wednesday even, night, you know. It, well, and, and the games are a lot longer in baseball, so maybe that's why. But um, <laughs> you get uh, that Thursday at seven, Friday at five thirty, and then Saturday at one. Um, should be a lot of fun. And let's get some nil talk. Yeah, and I, I mentioned it. I mean, the article I read, and I may not have read the right one. I think it was an ESPN article. It kind of seems like the NCAA just said, we're not changing anything. We're just going to enforce it now, which is. Well, yes, but are they just like trying to make somebody happy? Because that's what I got from reading these guidelines. It's like, yeah, we got a lot of complaints, so we're like trying to do our due diligence, but there's no way we can prove anything. There's no way the NCAA wants to go to war with all these because Spire isn't a booster ran 
They, right. They're they're an actual I, business. So do they want to go to war with a bunch of businesses? I don't think so. I think schools kind of lay down to the NCAA sometimes. You know, you're you're seeing the back the the backlash from that. But with businesses, I, I think you know businesses will tell them to, hey, go screw yourself. I mean, <laughs> like they're they're not going to lay down for that, right? And where, uh, well, the lawyer that was kind of responsible for the NIL already said. You want to you want to go back to court over this NCAA? We'll do it. You're like we're going to get you for antitrust laws, no problem. Yeah, it's so like they're okay with getting sued. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. the The spirit of the rule, and I think it's good. Now, how you implement it's a totally different story. Where, like, and listen, this could totally shaft Tennessee. So I understand it when I say this. I don't think that Spire or a booster should be able to pay. Nico or, or any recruit and say, Hey, we're going to give you this money. You have to come to Tennessee. I think you can pay it to him and they're and like, you can sponsor him as an individual and hope they come to Tennessee. Like, Hey, don't forget where this money's coming from. Yeah. You won't get it. You won't get this money anywhere else. Or you can, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it should be wrong to say, Hey, if you come to Tennessee, here's what's waiting on you. But in terms of like keeping the options open for athletes, that that's the issue I have with recru- recruiting of, of old, where you you signed a, you signed your NLI, not NIL, NLI, National Letter of Intent, and you were locked into that even if you didn't get on the campus. Come on, we're talking about eighteen year old kids, or you get to a place and a coach leaves, and if you leave, you have to sit out a year. Like, come on. Yeah. There should be more. And I, I think there should be rules to protect all parties involved there. Like I like the one transfer rule free and then any other, you have to sit out. I like that rule. But as far as telling us, offering a 16 year old kid, a hundred thousand dollars and saying, you have to come to this school. And then that opens up them to lawsuits, et cetera. Like that, I do have a problem with that. And I think that does need to be enforced. Now flip of that. I don't think it should be illegal for a booster to say, Hey, if you come here, my, my company's going to sponsor you. This is the deal. Like, I don't, what? And then they, and then the NCAA is like, it shouldn't be a pay to play model. What world are you living in? Of course it's pay to play. If you play well, we're going to pay you money. I'm not going to pay big bucks to a dude sitting on a bench that no one sees on the field. And Hey, good on those guys. Good on those guys. If they are on the bench and still go out and get NIL deals, it's there for them too. But what world are we living in that? Everyone's going to get the same amount of money. Well, like, what, what, what company do you work for that you get paid the exact same as the dude in the higher office or the dude working the warehouse floor? Come on. What world yeah. do you live in? No, I agree. And I, I'm the same way with like, hey, you can't pay players. Like that's been happening for 30 years. Well, yeah. And, and, well, like, like it's, it just seems like now the NCAA is like, oh, you can't do that. Or here's these guidelines where we could have put them out 10 months ago, but we didn't until it was, you know, we saw some flaws and then we had to. People are, people are catching up to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and they don't like it. That's, exactly. that's it. That, that's, that's, it. It. that's exactly what it is. That's all it is. They're the Listen. ones complaining. They're the ones who, who have the national championship. They're the ones that put, you know, get all these five stars. Hey, Tennessee, USC, they start landing some five stars. Hey. Guys, we got to do something with this. Okay. It, we can't and, and here's have the difference. Tennessee land a five star quarterback. Yeah. Nick Saban and Kirby Smart know good and well what it takes to build an NCAA program how you used to. And I'm not I'm not saying they didn't pay players. Come on. I know I've seen what they drive, but they knew what it took. 
you still had to legitimately go out that you had to have a good year to get the good recruits. And then you had to have had another good year and you had to get those guys in the NFL. And, and that had to, I mean, it took, it took years and years and years to build a program and it's still going to take years. But the difference is, is you can get a leg up if you have money. And even as a Tennessee fan, and I know Tennessee has a lot of money. I know that Florida still has, you know, a lot of money too. I know Alabama and Georgia, um, LSU. Like I know all these schools, A&M have money, but, so why does it matter? I just don't understand why it matters. And maybe, listen, I'll even give Nick Saban the benefit of the doubt. There needs to be a better, there needs to, it needs to be ensured that the athletes aren't being taken advantage of. That needs to be ensured. But the NCAA is already doing that. But, but it should have been 10 months ago when this actually It should have been happened. 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> but, but when they were like, yeah, you can pay athletes now. There was there was no guidelines. Well, there there were. There was always the booster can't be a part of it, right? But it, it was then, it was pretty much a free for all until you know. Oh, this kid's got eight million dollars. Oh my god, we got to do. We're not getting that money, so right. we got to do something. Well, and here's my issue too with the NIL collectives. The school can't have anything to do with the collectives. How? What? What do you have over them, NCAA? Are you going to tell Nico? I'm not going to try to say his last name. Are you going to tell him he's ineligible because he accepted? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's ineligible because he accepted money in high school because Spire is in Knoxville. Um, Good luck in that lawsuit because you're going to lose. A hundred times out of a hundred, you're going to lose. And he can get get paid in the state of California. I hope this is a new era at Tennessee. I hope we don't self-investigate. I hope we tell him to go themselves and we Cam Newton the hell out of him and we play him. And you tell you until you tell us until you by force you better have whatever police force the NCAA has in Tennessee's locker room, yeah. ready to Jameis Winston him and make him change. If you're going to keep him off the field, this is my this is my open letter to Josh Heupel, Eric Gaines style. Play him and play anyone else. Yeah, f the NCAA, make them do something because they can't. They, they don't. They don't have we, any control. They have no authority anymore. Win national championships. Win Heisman's. Tell them. Tell them they can take the f and trophies. We know who won. Did Reggie Bush win a Heisman? Yeah. Thank you. Did Nick Saban win those thirty-something games he had to? He didn't even have to forfeit them. He had to take away the wins early and out early at Alabama. Yeah, he still won those games. No, he did. Like, who cares? <laughs> Screw the NCAA. This is this is a no. This is just nothing. This is a nothing burger. The NCAA is a bunch of frauds. I, I love that they came out with these guidelines like this week, and it was like anybody who like in, they're going to investigate ones that you know are, are breaking these. You're hey, going to go back? You can't go knock, back. Knock on the front doors of Anderson Training Facility, and I hope Josh Heupel stand there, double burden them, maybe even moon them, tell them to f off. This ain't yeah, your territory. Cheek spread, kiss it right in the hole. Our lawyers are not cooperating with NCAA anymore. Do it, Danny White. If you're a Tennessee guy through and through, be a villain, put on the black hat, and let's go to war with the NCAA. We're going to win national championships in baseball and in football, and we're going to piss people off while doing it. That's what yeah. I want to do. That's what. That's the thing, too. People – and listen, I know Tennessee fans can be obnoxious. Like, I am an obnoxious Tennessee fan. I get it. For all the people that are like, well, their fans are just – their fans are terrible, blah, blah, blah. We've been getting the crap from everybody in every sport possible for decades. We're going on decades of it, plural. I don't care what it takes to win. 
I do not care. Go win. The NCAA has no power. The Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, who conveniently plays in the highest court in the land. Did you know about that, by the way? I'll come back to that. Said you are a, you are nothing. Screw them. Get those lawyers out of your facility, Tennessee. Quit cooperating. Quit paying the lawyers to investigate Jeremy Pruitt if you still are. Change the law. I heard that in a while. Yeah, like screw them. Burn everything. Who cares? If we have to fire Lane Kiffin and start burning papers, do it. I don't care. Here's here's my here's my whole thing. It's I feel like they just put that out to to make people happy. Cool. Hey, if you did that, cool. I, I appreciate it. But if you're going to actually sit here and say that, hey, y'all, y'all shouldn't be, y'all, y'all can't pay players when it's been happening forever. When Alabama goes out and gets the three best transfers in the country, how about you do a little investigating on that? How about you do an investigating of people recruiting on current rosters? That that's Kansas, where that's Kansas where just won a national championship. Kansas just won a national championship. Yeah. Exactly. They're currently being investigated by the NCAA Nation, one national championship, and they gladly handed them the trophy. Who cares? Right. But that that's my thing. Like the Jordan Addison thing. He he has a deal waiting on him at USC if he, you know, chooses them out of the transfer portal. I mean, that's that's crap. Like you hey, can't is it, who is it though? Is it their collective or is it the school offering it? Or is it a booster? Because if it's someone else besides the school, by all means, apparently he wasn't option. even in the portal yet, is the issue. That okay, listen, that. I would love to get mad about that, but it's ha- like even the NBA who has no tampering policies like LeBron James hadn't built these rosters waiting for guys to hit free agency. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you truly investigate that? Are you gonna start pulling phone records? Or what about sorry, vacation records? Are you going to put them? Are you going to are you going to mic up the banana boat? You, you could. <laughs> you could. <laughs> got a, Chris Paul's wearing a wiretap. <laughs> Don't anybody put hands on Chris Paul's family. How about that? That is pretty effed up. I'll be honest. I don't even know what happened. Like, I want to know more of what happened. Like, what does yeah, putting hands on somebody mean? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know either. And apparently, it was the mother. Seems like yeah, Mother's deal. Day. I mean, was he just telling her Happy Mother's <laughs> Day and pat her on the back? Like, I mean, what actually? This is a, like a seventeen-year-old kid. What did he actually do? Oh, he was with his mom. Kid? He was with his mom. So it's not like. Oh, he was yeah, hammered and like, well, we I mean, don't know that. <laughs> right. But like, it's not like he was just, I don't know. He wasn't being, it doesn't look like he was being overly obnoxious or his mom probably would have said something. Any good parent probably would have said something. Like I just did to Brutus. I just gave, I didn't even say anything. I just gave him the eyes. He knew. Yeah. He knew. Cut that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to know more about that, but. That's fair. Yeah. I, should, I probably should read before I cast any. Yeah, whatever. Tennessee's hey, well, let's keep dominating that. Let's get some dubs. Yeah, I mean, we got the um, best collective in the country. People want to get sure. mad about it. Hey, for sure. Um, also, I'm gonna go back to the, let's skip realignments. We had drill on maybe for longer than we planned. It's yeah, all good. Cool. Loved it. I mean, he could have had the whole show if he wanted. Um, we'll go to conference realignments later. We're an hour 10 in. I do want to t- – so the Supreme Court, highest court in the land, you know they have a basketball court above their judicial court, and they call oh. it the highest court in the land? Hmm. So you may have some hoopers. No, you got a bunch of Michael Scott's up there is what you got. <laughs> dude, you, dude, <laughs> or some Stanleys. Dude, you don't know about Ruth. She could. She was She was cold from deep. You think Steph could shoot? <laughs> Get out of here. No way. <laughs> 
she, she wasn't known for her judging. I know that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, so that's a little, a little fun tidbit. I actually don't know if that's true. I've just always read that. You, you know, fate knows you can't trust them. You can't trust yeah, them. I got to see it to believe it. <laughs> Take me and land your three best judges against me and Landon, three on two. Well, we there get to bring go. someone too. And we'll bring we're friends with Chris Drill Ortega. I've got Chris Lofton's number. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Do you have a uh, stupidity? I prepared for fail. So let me dig through here and get a stupidity. I'm an idiot. I get my days confused. I got one, and it's um, it was actually like it benefited my team, but I'm still going to call okay. it a fail because I'm a big sports fan, and I think sports should be fair. Um, <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays, their pitcher, uh, Yimmy Garcia, got tossed for – he hit a batter. And apparently it's a thing where like somebody hits a home run – they beam the next person. I don't really get that. I don't know if that's actually true. It just the guy like wasn't throwing a fit or anything. Guy gets hit. He goes to first base. There was some there was some jawing a little bit like between the dugouts, but then they just randomly just tossed the pitcher, and then How they get, I, and then they get livid. Again, I need to see it. Like the ones where they go, but like when you throw behind a guy after a home run, I'm probably tossing you. <laughs> I mean, he, he hits him in the arm. Like it, it. Okay. Yeah. If you're throwing that, see again, I need to see the, the actions. Like I said, if you're throwing at a dude's but head they walk, right after a home the, run, the umpire walks past the pitcher and then tosses him. Like it was such a late toss. That's what, dude, I, I, I rewatched, didn't understand. I rewatched the Jeffrey Mace, Macius, how do you say his name? Stuff from, uh, God, you're going to, um, we should have asked Driller about from that. from Houston or not from Houston from uh, Omaha. I rewatched that today, dude. It just makes me so mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna vent for a second. And, and I had this argument with refs all the time when I coached. They tossed because he, he was he was from the third base dugout. Jeff at home plate didn't hear it. He tossed Kivet for being visibly upset with a call. So you're telling me I can't be upset with a call now? Not that like okay. You want to you want to tell me I can't argue balls and strikes? Okay, I get it. But I can't be upset. Like he he apparently slammed his clipboard down on the dugout railing or or you know, hit the dugout railing, whatever it may be. You're telling me I can't be visibly upset. Yeah, that is that was my favorite that was my favorite thing. I'd I'd be talking to a ref and he just wouldn't listen to me. And then I'd put my head down. And they would, you know, are you are you done, coach? I'm done talking. I'm not done being upset. And you can't tell me I can't be upset. Right. That's dumb. I'm that's not a ref. Trillish. Refs make me so mad. I never once told a ref anything mean about his mama or how bad of a ref he was or anything like that. And they Maybe hated you should, me. Caleb. No, really. <laughs> Dude, I've heard some coaches and players say some terrible things to officials and nothing. And I'll say one word. Just about a call. And, and your, that's where they draw the line. It's your delivery. It must be. It so must you be. Thought, I have, you I have you thought about saying something. I have to, I've, I've told a ref how bad he was one time. I, I Dude. We had a adult. This is an adult league game. We had a player literally tell the ref to give him a red card, and the ref did. And I said, "What did he do?" He goes, "He told me to give him a red card." I said, "That show me in the rules where you just get to hand out red cards all you want, because now we're down a man. It's ninety five degrees on turf because you wanted to give a guy that wanted a red card. He didn't cuss at him. He didn't say anything mean about his mama. He goes, "Give me a red," and he did. I lost my mind on him. I said, "Show me in the rule book where you get that discretion." There are discretionary calls. That's not a discretionary. Was it call. Dylan? 
No, it wasn't Dylan. Damn it. Although Dylan, I, I if I get to speak at his wedding, I'm going to tell the story about how he got yellow carded before he even got his cleats on one time. <laughs> that one was that I lost my mind on Dylan that day. You also should tell a story about LSU. <sighs> you got to keep it family friendly, Landon. Got to keep it family friendly. That's not. That's <laughs> that is not the same thing. All right. It's not. It's not. I mean, there was nothing like wrong. But you got to lead off the story with how messed up he was. <laughs> Otherwise, the story doesn't make sense. That's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> family friendly, family friendly content around here. This is a family show until after ten, and we're we're moving on. Yeah, so we're, getting, we're getting to we, it. Not more important issues after dark yet. If you guys want to stick around for more important issues after dark, we'll be on Twitch. Um. Yeah, you can come see it weird. <laughs> Things do get weird on Twitch. Oh, um, I don't have a stupidity except for dude. Like every guy on Twitter, especially guys that don't have burners, bonk. Be smarter. <laughs> These old men with like professional headshots just, just being horny. Like get out of here. Just being just horny. Every every girl posts a picture, and he's like, I, the ones that are like, thank you. Like, what are you thanking her for? Good God. Yeah, that's that's weird. I can't. I don't even get it. It's like, dude, you, your bio says married with three kids. Like, really? <laughs> love love, love Christ. Three kids. Yeah, really? The wife's the love of my life. Golly. Did we talk about the Madison Bumgarner um, hand check with the we umpire? Did. We talked about that, pet. I think. When I think so. Sunday. Yeah. Just pet in his hand. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> that's all I got. That that's it for me too. Um, yeah, fun. I'm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Ah, dude, I meant to ask Terrell. I forgot. I wanted to see if he could hit more doubles than me because I had 62, I think, in my last MLB season. So, <laughs> I mean, come on, I batted like 524. Yeah, <clears throat> at number 12, bomb. That's for us. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm gonna tweet it. I mean I have <laughs> oh, video sure. proof that it's for me. I love that he's okay with us calling him Joe from Tampa. He just like everybody calls me Joe from somewhere. So. <laughs> Joe from somewhere. Joe from Moe's. Yeah. That queso's for for him. Yeah. Let's get some let's get three rounds of queso this weekend. What do you say? Let's do it. I mean, I you mean, know you're I, gonna get it. I, I know you're gonna get it tomorrow. I haven't I haven't either. I just like saying it. I love <laughs> queso. Yeah, love queso. It's just just getting on the strip. It's just so inconvenient. That's a stupidity for me. I didn't know queso just meant cheese in Spanish. I thought queso was a type of cheese. All right, that's it. I didn't take Spanish class. So. <laughs> oh, you did. You took French. Oh yeah, Jim Phil Caleb. F yeah, I did. <laughs> just sweet in Knoxville, biatch. <laughs> It is getting it is getting close to ten. Caleb's getting weird. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was scrolling through. Do you remember that picture I sent? That screenshot when I said just bonk on all those dudes. That screenshot I sent you you all, and I was like, "What is this?" I hate I hate people online. Oh, it makes me like I see some of that, and I, I want to delete Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh well, that's when you use the block button or like the mute button. It's like I yeah. don't ever want to see that guy again. No, absolutely. Um, but no, it's been fun, guys. Appreciate Drill hopping on. Shout out to Vol Baseball. This is Vol Baseball Podcast tomorrow night, Georgia, 7 p.m. First pitch. Yep, I'll be there. Um, 
chanting Joey from somewhere for sure. <laughs> Guys, all we got. Thanks for listening. We're bringing the boat in and we out.